G'day fans, I'm Amy McCann and thanks again for joining us for another episode of Women's Baseball The Inside Pitch. Here we are, episode 3, and yet again choosing a guest was really hard because there's just so many great stories from all over the world. But that's also the awesome thing. And as we continue to face international travel restrictions due to the COVID pandemic, we've also had to find new ways to connect across the globe. And I've been loving traveling the world virtually by the route of women's baseball. I'm three episodes in and I've now covered three continents. This episode, I'm off to the UK. That's right, I headed to Cornwall, which is a town located in England's most southern western tip, for a chat with Amanda Hocking, or Doris as she's known to a lot. It was pretty obvious from the start with Amanda that she was destined to make a difference in baseball and women's baseball. After getting her first glove at age seven, she took it to school and made them switch from rounders to baseball. And over the last few years, she's founded Women's Baseball UK, the organisation, was named the first general manager of GB's women's national team and has overseen the start of the first ever UK women's baseball league. In the podcast, Amanda also shares with us how she credits baseball with saving her life after receiving a harrowing diagnosis and we discuss the aftermath of that social media post which dominated online last week, not just in the UK, but all over the world. So sit back, grab a cup of tea and enjoy episode three of Women's Baseball, The Inside Pitch. Amanda Hocking, Doris, you're known to many. Thank you very much for joining me on Women's Baseball, The Inside Pitch. Hey, thanks for having me. So it's coming to the end of my day and you're just a couple of hours in. So it's probably pretty fair to say we've got different beverages in our hand right now. Uh, but as far as baseball, uh, baseball makes up pretty much every day of my life. I caught up with the Atlanta Braves highlights today, now doing this podcast. Uh, what about you? What's what's in store for you, for Doris Hocking, for baseball today? Uh, today, uh, it's a pretty heavy day. Um, as, as you're aware, the last couple of weeks have been busy for, for British baseball. And um, so I've had quite a few messages, uh, some reporters to catch up on and uh, yeah, just promote women's baseball as much as I can. The accent kind of gives it away, but where are you talking to us from today? I am from a small little town called Camelford in Cornwall in England. So you're from a small little town in the side of England. Small little town, yeah, in the, in, in the seaside. And from that, how, how do you start women's baseball? How do I start baseball? Well, at Cornwall, um, it started very late. and uh, I think it was 2017 was the first uh, baseball team that got announced. Um, but there's, there's no softball or anything really down here. It's, it's very, it, you have to travel really to play. Um, especially in my area, the, the nearest uh, club's over an hour. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's a bit, it's, that's the problem in, in British baseball is it, the clubs are so far apart. Um, so yeah, travel is a big issue, but if you want to play, that's what you've got to do. And tell me about the very, very first baseball moment for you over there. So, um, my nan was American, uh, she's from Rhode Island and I was just obsessed with that. I think uh, my mum was very proud of her American roots and I think that just stuck with me as well. And, um, I would like, watch like the mighty ducks or something, anything American sports I was obsessed with and, uh, used to see uh, baseball on the TV really late at night and, um, yeah, I would just watch it. And uh, it wasn't until I saw a baseball set in the local shop uh, when I was about seven. 
and I screamed uh, until my mum bought it. I was a spoilt little brat, and uh, yeah, she she did buy it, and uh, it was money well spent. Uh, thank you, mum. Um, but yeah, I've still got the glove uh, here. Um, so yeah, it's got a money's worth there, and um, yeah, just obsessed. So I used to play baseball, made up baseball rules because uh, we didn't know what the rules were um, at a local football field, and yeah, just have a play about. Now I read that you took your glove and your your ball to school, and you you told them you didn't want to keep playing rounders. And rounders is traditional. And for those that don't, I guess they're not older or from England. What is rounders? Because it's not really a thing in a lot of other places. So so, so I mean, this is going back now since I've last played it. But um, <laughs> you hit the ball with, with you hold the bat with one hand, and I was just like, this is not not what I want to do. I want to play baseball. I want to. I want to. I want to power hit this, you know, I want to hit some dingers. And uh, yeah, it just didn't, it was just lame to me. Uh, sorry for people who play rounders now. I just, uh, it just was not for me. Um, and yeah, I, I took my little baseball set to school and asked if, if we could play baseball instead. And she said only, you know, if you coach. And and I did. And I was, yeah, I, mean, I only did it the once. So I, I don't know if that was a good thing or not. <laughs> and but, how um, old were you when you first started coaching? seven like but um uh only only on that one one occasion but um everybody loved it I, I can still remember now the whole the whole class just yeah loving it it was brilliant I think that just stuck with me you know so what did you do I guess the next until you were like in your teens and that what what were the options for you so I, I was still watching it on TV um, and I, when I was a teenager, I would constantly look on eBay for pitching machines. Just, I, just wanted, I just wanted to play somehow. Um, again, there was nothing in Cornwall um, to play baseball. And when I was 19, uh, I reached out to the British Baseball Federation and BSUK. Uh, and again, in, in, when I was 22, um, asking for local, what the local teams were, basically, and how can I get involved? Uh, I was directed to play softball um, as it was more, um, as baseball was more of a male dominated sport back then. And there wasn't a great interest uh, with women uh, playing that. So it was just, that's the way it was in the times, you know, mm. I can't, there's yeah. nothing you can change really. Um, so it's not nobody's fault. Um, and yeah, I've still got the email actually. Uh, I was going to read it to you. I, I don't, I'm not sure if I've got it up. But it basically says that I'm a 22-year-old, very serious about playing baseball, and I'm willing to move. Um, that's, that's just—it's quite funny, like, just looking back at a little mini me. Uh, yeah, I, I was dedicated then, and um, yeah, just softball didn't appeal to me. I, I wanted to play baseball, um, but yeah, no, I thanked them, but yeah, it wasn't for me. Um, but unfortunately, um, just literally days after that those emails were sent I I fell ill and um that delayed the whole process let's say I had to focus on my health um but yeah at at that moment of those emails I was like I wanted to I wanted to see a GB team a women's GB team um but yeah the slight delay unfortunately now you gloss gloss over that slightly there about your health I mean Mm. you talk me through you had a pretty pretty serious um, diagnosis. You're, thankfully, it's, you've all recovered. But can you tell us a little bit about what you you went through? Um, so I had something. Uh, I got diagnosed with something called cholesteatoma, which is uh, an inner, inner ear disease. But it, it was normally it's quite easy to to sort. Um, but it was so bad. Um, it actually grew back three times. But 
it wrapped around my face nerve and uh, led towards my brain uh, at the layer between my skull and brain. And uh, they basically said there was nothing they could do because it was too dangerous to reach. Um, and they basically said uh, I had three to four years left to live and that I would not live past 27. Um, it was quite shocking because uh, I remember when I was being told that I, I, I've got quite a good sense of humour. I, I kind of joked with him and but I, I kind of ignored how serious it was. And it wasn't until they sent me into a room and uh, there was two student doctors there and I, I could see this MRI scan or CT scan. I, I can't remember which. And I, I looked at it and I was like, oh, crikey. Like, I hope that in my head, joking, like, you know, generally thinking it, it was not my head. And she, she got up and said Atkinson, which was my maiden name. And I just I knew it was bad from that moment. And um, yeah, they told me that. And um, yeah, I didn't deal with it very well. Um, but yeah don't get credit cards if you get told stuff like that it's never good because you never know if you're going to make it through and then you've got to pay it back <laughs> so yeah a little tip there don't don't be silly <laughs> i had fun though uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that um so <laughs> you uh, you went through a process of, um, was it chemotherapy or was it like treatments that you were getting? Yeah. Um, how long was that? Uh, so it, was, it, was, it was five years, um, just constant operations trying to get rid of it. But it, it, every time it would grow back like twice the size six months later. So it's just a constant battle. And it's meant to be like a slow growing uh, like tumour. Like, and it just wouldn't, yeah, it just, it was uh, a battle, let's say. Um yeah, very tough. Um, I lost uh, all my ear bones, so I'm deaf in my right ear. And uh, it at my balance organ. So I actually, every step I take is like walking on a tightrope. So people think I'm drunk all the time. I'm not. Um, I might have a little wobble here and there, but I pull it off. Um, if you didn't know about it, then uh, you probably wouldn't notice. Um, so, yeah. But I, I think I deal with it all right. So you came back to baseball, which... <laughs> You just love a challenge, that's clear. But was was baseball part of the rehab? Was it part of, I guess, an outlet for you? Ultimately, what brought you back to the sport? Um, so, so after after all my like the surgeries and that, and uh, being told that they got it all, I, I still didn't believe that they got it all because it kept coming back. So, um, I, I think I had PTSD after it. Um, I was angry as well of why it happened to me, and I got in a very dark place with depression. Um, and I had no reason to get up. That's what how I felt. I did have a reason to get up. I just felt like I had no reason to get up. And I saw an advert on Facebook a couple of years after, and it was uh, for the first Cornish baseball team. And literally from that very moment, and I, I do mean this when I say it, that that post saved my life, um, because it reminded me where I left off before I got told, um, which was a dream of a GB team and um, playing baseball. And uh, yeah, I, I went to the first session um, and uh, was the only woman on the team and uh, the first and only female player to be on the committee as well. Yeah. That's a pretty powerful reason to to come back to baseball and, and what baseball has been able to do for you. So, And also to your story about being that only female at a club and only female on a committee we've we've sort of all been there but um the club you refer to is the Cornish 
clay cutters. Now, before we go anywhere, if I don't get any merch, I am <laughs> going to be Devo because that sounds awesome. But tell me about the club um, and, and how that went down. So, so Neil Rally actually um, was the first coach. Um, he's still my mentor now to this day. We, we uh, go out for, well, pre-COVID, we used to share uh, cups of tea. Um, good old tea. Kind of keeps us going. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, he was, he, I remember in the first session, he was just like, just because you're the only woman on this team does not mean you, you know, you're not as good as these guys, you know, but I'm not going to make, I'm not going to treat you any different. And I completely respected him for that. And I, I wouldn't, I didn't want to be treated any different. Um, so yeah, he was great throughout and, um, he knew what I went through as well. Um, so yeah, he was incredibly proud, uh, still is. And, um, yeah, uh, absolute role model to me, but unfortunately I didn't have a very good experience, uh, at the end of the season, um, Neil had to move on to start another club. Um, and yeah, I found myself being benched a lot and, uh, yeah, just no game time. And I got pretty fed up with it. Never said anything, but other players picked up on it and said, you know, why isn't Doris playing during a game? And the captain was like, why do you want to come off? Do you? And I just felt that big, you know, and it's just like, mm. I, I just didn't feel part of the team anymore. And it destroyed me, really did. It it hurt a lot. And um, yeah, that was hard. And I started to, to hate baseball, uh, unfortunately, uh, because of that. And um, But I didn't give up. I reached out to Isla Borders after reading her book. Uh, I, I share a lot of similarities with, with Isla, which is quite frightening. Um, yeah, interesting read. So if anyone uh, is struggling with baseball, I've got that it's on my book. Uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. actually on my bookshelf in the in the other room, and it's it's one of the ones on the list. I don't know which mm. one to choose. So yeah, oh, it's a good book. It's the only book to ever make me cry. Uh, yeah, so um, yeah, it's a really good read. Um, and she she sent me a package and uh, had like a signed baseball and a newspaper. Um, kind of, and it said Doris, never give up on your dreams, and uh, I didn't. I uh, with that I formed WBUK. And uh, I didn't want any other female player to go through what I went through. I wanted to make a difference. Um, now, those people in that team, um, some of them have left, um, and, but they've, they've learned so much from that. Um, I've, I've, you know, it's not the same team as what it was when I was there. So just, I just want to make that clear. Um, they are, they've been very supportive the last two weeks. And um, yeah, I've got, I do have a lot of respect for that team. Before we get on to Women's Baseball UK, I just want to say on your playing at the moment. Um, firstly, what position? What uh, What's your specialty? What's your favourite? So I, I've always played left field, um, but uh, after an injury on my shoulder, um, I'm now a DH. Um, so, yeah. You've got to, Swing in the big bat. Yeah, yeah. Got to uh, look after myself. I'm getting old now. It's, it's hard. Say, they, move, they move you into the DH or the corners yeah. when you get old. <laughs> when, you, when you retire, it's like, oh, this is it now. Uh, but when you're playing against 18, 19 year olds and yeah, you, you, re- you remember that you're not a spring chicken anymore. Um, yeah, yeah. I can't keep up. <laughs> yeah. I love this. You, you're a British baseball chick and you go and play baseball in France. I mean, <laughs> what is that? that? What is that story? How did it come about? Where were you in France? Tell me about it. So basically, um, after uh, my first team, I was looking out. Uh, for women's baseball in the UK but there was just nothing going on at all um apart from one team in Edinburgh uh the Edinburgh Unicorns they were called 
That's another shirt for my list. Edinburgh unicorns. Oh, they're not. They're not going. But I, I'm. 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 We're trying to get this going again. Uh, based okay. for Scotland. Uh, yeah. So I'm trying to make that happen because, like, this. I wouldn't be talking to you if it wasn't for them. So they, they've got to come back. Like, um, I've got so a lot of respect. Much um, yeah, you're like me. Like I'm, I'm terrible. I'm, I hoard so much like stuff. It's amazing. Um, um, so yeah, I reached out to the Edinburgh Unicorns because I was willing to fly from Cornwall to Edinburgh once a month to train. And and if anybody knows England, it's the complete opposite side of the UK. Um, but unfortunately, they they just couldn't get the players the the interest, and they they were going to play against a team in Paris. Um, and it just so happens to be that this Paris team needed players for a tournament in France. And they asked, they invited me to go over. And I was like, 100%, I'm going. Uh, can't speak any French. Still can't speak any French. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm sure Margot will tell me off for that. Um, and uh, yeah, I went over and uh, I, I never, yeah, never left their team. So there's a women's a women's team in a women's league or...? In in Paris, yeah, there's they they've only just formed last year with the women's league. Um, so I think there's six teams. Obviously, COVID, I couldn't go over. Um, but before we do a lot of tournaments across France, um, and so, yeah, so basically dotted all over France playing tournaments, which is pretty cool. And mm. how was that like going around and seeing other women like playing with other women? baseballers and people like yourself like uh, I know people like us where we're okay with playing with guys I love playing men's baseball they're so it's just such a different game it's a different environment but you do playing with women it, it's great like what was it like that first time it's it's a different atmosphere it's it's, it's a unique atmosphere and um, mm. it's very much a, uh, its own family and that's what I've been trying to bring over here um, because we're, so, we're just you're so used to co-ed um, they've the girls haven't experienced that yet and that's that's half of it um, mm. I, I love it like um, just like even meeting with the Australian team in South Korea it's just like we are one big family and yeah it's it's definitely unique and it's it's precious and it's yeah um, oh yeah I love it absolutely love it yeah you're not wrong about the it's a very small community not just in the countries that we exist it's a very small community in the world and it's it's sort of the reason I've sort of developed this podcast because the world is so large, but women's baseball is so small and we're just so connected and it's, mm. I love it. Like it's so yeah. cool. But yeah, so we talk about Korea. You went over, you um, were selected to play in the European team at the LG International Women's Baseball Tournament. First Britain to represent yeah. the UK, first female. Tell me about that tournament. I know you just was, you spoke of some Aussies. It was um, extreme, another level. Um, I, I've never played at that level uh, before, so I learned a lot. Um, playing against Hong Kong, like Korea, um, and obviously Australia. Um, yeah, it was it was a new experience, um, and yeah, one that I'll never forget. It's just they they treat you like celebrities. It's crazy. You get off the bus and there's like photographers, videos. You know, you're on the TV. Um, yeah, absolutely mental experience. And hats off to uh, WBAK and LG for for letting us host it and the LG twins as well because that's where we played at their training ground uh yeah incredible experience now I understand there was a touring Australian team there and you had the opportunity to to meet the late Justinda Barclay um I think everybody that knew her or even met her um has the just has amazing stories of how she 
She made everybody feel special. She made everybody feel important. It didn't matter how long you spent with her, how many years, whether it was five minutes. What I know you've got a special moment. What What was your uh, your time with Bucks? So uh, bless her. Um, a, a lot of people know I, I, I'm, I'm very. Um, I, I want to keep her legacy going. Um, yeah, she she was certainly a character. I remember walking into the lobby uh, where we was all staying, and this 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 woman just come running over to me, put put her arm around me, and was just like, "So, what do you think about it?" And I was just like, "I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know who you are, but you seem like a legend." Um, and I know, I just knew we would get on because um, I'm just as mad. And uh, but yeah, I had no idea what they were talking about. Um, but it was just really funny because. It was like I've, I've known her for years. And uh, mm. I, at first I was like quite intimidated. I was like, I, I don't know how to deal with her. Like, I, I don't know what's yeah. going on. And, that was uh, mine. Yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. the same. Uh, but I remember thinking, you're funny. I like you. Um, yeah, lot, yeah, just so funny. Um, very strong character. Um, and one that w- will be, yeah. I, I can't imagine what the team are going through right now. Um, I lost my best friend at 15. Uh it's it's yeah I mean, when I heard about it in October it was it was just like I, I lost someone as well um the whole women's baseball community the sporting world lost a very talented player uh, athlete just yeah incredible woman and um I, I, I want to do what I can my way in England to to continue her legacy yeah and thank you. Thank you for sharing that story. I think that's, as I said before, it's the great thing that there's just so many great stories and, and, and the way that we keep up her legacy is, is we keep sharing the stories. And I think that's going to be a great way for, for everybody to, as they continue to, to deal and cope with the loss of Barks. Um, so just thank you very much on behalf of the listeners for sharing that story. Mm. We've talked about your... France and Cornwall and everything it seems like you're like a hundred that's how many years you've been in this sport but that was only about three years and then after three years after about three years you went okay I'm gonna go and found the Women's Baseball UK the whole organization so a non-profit organization that provides opportunities for girls and women to play develop coach and lead in UK baseball you created a seal of approval how do you just sit back and go, yeah, I'm just going to start the whole of women's baseball in my whole country. That seems, yeah, I can do that on my own. How, how, did you, how do you do that? Um, well, I, I kind of got tired of waiting for opportunities. So I was like, well, I'll just, I'll just do it myself and, and create them. <laughs> you know, just Because I know I'll be too old by the time something happens. And I was like, nah, I'm doing this now. Why wait? Um, yeah, so I just yeah didn't really think about it when I created it and uh, it just took off and uh, we did a WBK championship uh, a couple of years ago and we had players fly from Newcastle down to Bristol, uh, which is a very long way and uh, yeah it just goes to show these girls want to play and there are players out there and there was, I only knew of about twenty five players at that point and now we've got over two hundred. Um, so yeah, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it but it is, you know. Um, and it's I'm, more. I'm it's more than nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I'm looking forward to next year's numbers. You know, it, it's constantly growing. Um, we've gone from zero teams to eight teams in a year um, for the league. And yeah, I think yeah, it's it's absolutely incredible what's what's happened. And I, I think that's the, the it's that whole. If you can see it, you can be it. But if you build it, they will come. To use a great. 
field of dreams analogy because the same thing happened here in Australia 25 years ago. They put a call out for the first women's league in Victoria and they thought they'd just get a handful of teams and they got 35. And then South Australia, the state next door, they've been pretty void of women's baseball forever and they they put a call out a couple of years ago a couple of years ago and they've got 25 teams now in three divisions it's like they've gone from nothing and it's you hear all these stories of propping up it's the girls that have they've been given the opportunities and it's all about options and opportunities like softball uh and things like that so but just take me back to the first when you went okay i'm doing it i'm starting it how hard what like what tell us it's not easy it sounds like you've just gone yeah i'll put a call out and it happened there's (laughs) there's a lot of hard work from you what did, yeah, what did that involve? It, it's, it's been very, very hard. Uh, it's probably cost me my marriage, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's... it's. I mean, at first I didn't have any board members. Um, I kind of had a, a vision and I was like, right, I've, got, I've just got to set up the, the basic foundations first, um, you know, some sort of structure of how, what, you know, what's the end result I want from this, uh, which was always the GB team in the league. Um, and just getting more girls playing. Um, it's, it's. I mean, I only work part time because of what I went through with my health. Um, and I, everything I've invested in it was from my own money. I, we don't. I don't. I never asked for any donations. Um, so that that was hard. Um, just just setting that up. But it's it was it was all worth it because you. you I remember that championship looking back and thinking, yeah. Um, just a smile on the faces is worth every every blood sweat and tears to get them there um same with the gb team um and and recently as well um a couple of saturdays ago um when we had our first wbk draft development team against bournemouth i remember i was i was exhausted absolutely exhausted of like what you know sometimes i think why why do i do this to myself and uh and then I look at the girls. Yeah, honestly, it's just like, <laughs> oh, why, why do I do it? But I look at the girls on the field and think that's why I do it. And mm. uh, and I, yeah, I, I will never give up on that. So, and I think it's a great. I think it's a great lesson for people who are listening who are in a town, a country, or things that aren't that don't have a women's baseball league. What what uh, was the hardest thing to do? But also, what was the easiest thing to do? Because I can imagine everybody. There's a lot of people looking, just going, "Nah, too hard basket." Mm. What is? What are some of the? What, what advice can you give to people and go, "Okay, yep, this is really hard, but this is actually really easy." So I, I think the, the biggest problem we've got is people afraid of giving things a go and failing. It's like there's no, there's no harm in failing because you learn from it, and you know, if you pick up three players, you've picked up three players, like you know, that's better than nothing. I'd say just give it a go, just do an open day because um, the interest will will be there and, it, you know, one friend comes along, uh, one player comes along and they might bring a friend along. Um, it really does, I think, it's, it's just promoting it as well um, to gain that interest. Um, but that I found, I think that's been the hardest is people are not willing to give it a go. Um, they just think it's a no-no from the start. Um, have some faith in yourself, just, just go, just give it a go. You know, that's that's what you need to do. And, and the, the girls will lead it themselves, you know. But I, I do find there still to this day um, some some guys, not all guys, but they still uh, they mansplain a lot. And it's a bit like it's, it's yeah, it's, it's a bit painful um, being told that um, 
women should only wear 10 inch gloves use 10 inch gloves and it's like oh you know just little things like that because we we've got small hands and it's yeah i don't know just uh, things like that's quite difficult to deal with uh just ignorance basically um but i think just raising awareness especially the last couple of weeks um uh, yeah uh, i think yeah yeah, yeah i don't know, it's just it's just no, yeah no. it's just it's hard without uh it's hard to explain it without offending people because yeah you know yeah, look, it's hard. And, and look, we're not criticising people here. There's, mm. um, I think it's starting more and more people are welcoming women to play all different sports, um, some more or less than others. And it's not just men, it's women. It's There's a lot of beliefs behind that. So mm. um, as far as your league goes, how are you finding where the teams are coming from? The, the teams that are popping up around England and Scotland, are they women's only clubs or are they co-ed men and women um where where are you finding they are coming from um mainly from uh co-ed teams um the co-ed teams have come like we want to start a team i think there was um uh you've got you've got the bells um they kind of rounded up a group of players from the south uh, to play in a tournament and they they basically continued that which was good so i'd say they're kind of on their own um and the rest, like London Mets, have formed a team. Uh, Aberdeen, Cambridge and Sheffield. Uh, and Telford's just died. But we also do a, a WBK team for the independent players that are not near any local teams because um, I don't want them missing out at all. Um, so they're more than happy to come along and just, you know, I just want them playing. And, you know, so they, there's always somewhere for them to go. And this was all done, as you said, off your out of your own pocket, off your own bat. But in, in June 2020, Women's Baseball UK became a full member of the British Baseball Federation. It meant the formation of the Women's Baseball League, which we'll get to in a second, um, and a great British women's national team. <laughs> like that moment, and then it gets even better, you're named as the, as the national team manager. Like... How did, those those two things like everything's just happening? That is just must be a dream. Like, did you ever think you were going to get to that point? With the league, uh, I'll start with the league. I I actually gave the BBF, the, the British Baseball Federation, a five year plan for WBK, and in that was a league, but in a couple of years because I wanted to form the teams first. However, um, the BBF announced that they were doing a league, and it actually worked out quite well because it's grown the interest much quicker um yes we struggled we were like well we didn't really struggle uh getting those teams it was just a bit of a panic i think uh for me uh okay we've got, we've got no teams but there's a league um but, um it just goes to show like you know they'll, they'll come you know if, if you put the if you put it out there and um so that worked out really well and and that obviously helps the national team um we already had some really strong players in, in the UK um, playing in the co-ed. Um, but why wait? Because obviously we had the European Championships that were meant to be held this year. Um, and there was a bit of debate, like, do we enter a team? We're not quite ready because um, it's such short notice. And it, and it was like, well, why wait? You know, they're going to gain so much experience it, it, this year by playing. Why should they wait another, what would have been four years now? Um no, get get them playing now, you know. Um, but yeah, you're right. Um, that there was there was some some women that said, why why do you need a national team? And I was just like, oh, uh, um, 
it's, it's someone that's dreamt of that national team for years. Like, like my answer to that just, is why not? Yeah, it always, it's always <laughs> why not? Yeah, hundred percent. And um, it, yeah, it's just yeah, quite quite amazing that, that why shouldn't these girls be allowed to play for their country? Mm. Um, that's that's you know they've got something to aim for now in a league. Like you know if they want to, there's, some, there's a step higher now. Um, yeah, and I, I think that. There's not a selected team yet that we, I say we, um, they're currently uh, going through that process. Uh, but yeah, um, from the national team, I, I 100% knew that was going to happen. I wasn't going to stop until that. That was. I didn't. I didn't. I thought it might happen in a couple of years, but um, yeah. So that was a nice, nice little push last year. And where, where, where are you finding the players are coming from? Are they ex softballers, cricketers, new baseballers? Are they just are they from rounders? Where are they from? Um, yeah, like you said, uh, yeah. So um, we've got some cricket players um, and ex softballers. Um, I don't want to give too much away. Uh, I've been quite quiet because um, <laughs> obviously I played a French team. I, I know a lot about them um, uh, and and the Dutch. Um, but yeah, I, I don't give okay, too we'll much t- away. Okay, we'll take that. Uh, one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm not giving that away. But yeah, we, no, we've got some good quality players. So I've seen you're studying now at Plymouth University in a sports development and sports coaching uh, degree. Did that something? Did that spring from as you were developing women's baseball, or is it something you always had in your sights? Tell us about what sort of you're taking out of that. So I studied at Plymouth Marjon. Um, uh, this was after I only started uh, last September because um, I. I've kind of reached my maximum potential in sports development for like women's baseball, and I want to learn more uh, how I can improve it. Um, it's purely just how I can be better um, at doing what I'm doing now, really. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, learning a lot, and especially it's it's helped uh, with recent events, um, how to deal with that. And uh, yeah, that's really good. Well, I think that that's probably a perfect segue into. Mm. The now into the recent events, it's been an absolutely epically huge few weeks for you, um, British, for British women's baseball, for the women's baseball fraternity there, for yourself, um, for the people who are listening um, who aren't aware what happened. It's been quite interesting following it from Australia and I, I will talk to Doris and, and just exactly what it was like going through, but... Basically, on April 25, the British Baseball Federation posted on social media to promote the new Women's League. A a huge occasion. A Women's League promotion. It was supposed to be one of, if not the most exciting moments for for women's baseball, British baseball. And then it just became something else. So I remember going through Twitter and I saw it and I saw British Women's Baseball and I was like, yeah. And then I was like, no. And I, I remember just staring at it and I zoomed in because I, I couldn't really work out what I was looking at. I saw the graphic, thought fantastic, and then I kind of looked and went, is that a naked woman? Is that a naked woman from the back? Is she – a couple of people tried to say she's wearing a bra, crop top. She was pretty much naked from back. And she had a helmet, she had a glove on. I'm – I'm not sure where the choice of that photo comes from in promoting any female sport or league. I, I, I'm not sure that's the only image they have. And, and was it, it was a stock image. Someone on the internet found the stock image that was was used. Now, the internet lit up. 
it was a, a, mm. a, amazing, the responses. Um, just tell me your initial response when you saw it. Uh, so, so when I first saw it, uh, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I was just, I just, I think I just put my hands in, on, my, on my head just thinking, why, why? Like, like, like I see this kind of stuff all the time. Um, it doesn't really phase me. Um, yes, I'm offended, um, but it it's it doesn't. I'm like I'm not like. Oh, it's just it's just why is this still happening? Um, and straight away I text the person who who was responsible for that tweet and said take it down. Um, you know it's clear that she's she's. Na- I said she was naked um, because that's what it looked like um, and. Uh, it, it was refused uh, to be taken down uh, at first, and that that image ha- actually has my logo on it, and um, it's my reputation as well, um, and I'm I'm very protective of that, and and it's not the image I want people to see uh, our women in this country. Um, it's just it's just appalling. It's embarrassing. That's what it is. Absolutely embarrassing. You're right that it's it's embarrassing, and and your point about the use of your logo. Uh, it, Portrays it portrays approval that you had some somewhat involvement in a post like that, and I think for me it's it's just really disappointing. It's depressing that it's twenty twenty one, and we still we still have to do to deal with things like this. And and we know that it's a minority, and it, we've seen in this situation that the the community just went nah. And they, they got on top of it and, and there was a really great reaction. But I think that you cannot understate how dangerous this is, um, how demeaning it is for females, not just females in baseball or, or females in sport, but women in general to, to be sexualized like this and and it just to be, oh, no, look, it was a mistake. It's I, I think we are, society is changing, but we just still have to deal with things like this. Well, that's it. It's just I, I, when I saw it, I was just I just knew what the outcome was going to be. Was just when it when it was refused, I was just like, "Well, this is just the biggest mistake that you're going to do." Like, just mm. I, I don't want mothers to see that. Um, you know, we've we've got teenage girls that play, and um, you know, I, I think it's insulting. Um, well, you know, they they don't like and just like future teenage girls you know do mothers want to see that and and associate with their their children to something like that no no absolutely not so the post stayed up for about 12 hours um and I'll, I'll put a link to one of the news articles about the post just for any of the listeners that hasn't uh hasn't seen the post yet but uh shortly after that the the bbf put up a statement um basically saying just apologising for the effect that it had. Um, how did mm. you see that? I mean, there was a lot. There was obviously stuff going on behind the scenes, um, which I which I felt disrespected. Um, so it's, it's, there's more to it than just a tweet. Um, and I wasn't going to tolerate it. You know, we're members, we're paid members. Um, we should be respected. Um, I, I generally think it was a mis- uh, just a general mistake. Um, it just it wasn't really... Yeah, it didn't. They just didn't think. Um, but that's the problem. Mm. That's the where the problem is. People are not thinking. Um, there's a yeah. It should never have happened. Um, and it should have been run by somebody else. It should have been run by me as well. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. It should should it shouldn't have happened at the end of the day. 
So after all of that, you you then came out yourself and made a huge call, uh, put a video up on your Facebook and your social media. Tell us about that. Yeah, so basically, um, after attempts of, of getting a public apology, I went to the to the board um, and they issued an apology that day. Um, however, I, I, I just knew more needed to be done because I knew this would, this would probably happen again. Um, and to make, we needed a change in British baseball. Um, a lot of people would agree with that. Um, and on Saturday, on the following Saturday, when we had that draft team game, uh, I knew what I needed to do to be heard. Um, and yeah, uh, I basically resigned as general manager for the national team um, because I knew they would think, okay, right, we're in trouble here. Like we need to stop and listen and take this seriously because it was serious. I don't think they realised how serious it was. Um, And yeah, I don't tolerate this kind of behaviour. I've got to protect my girls. I say my girls, the the, the, the female players, sorry. Um, It does become like that though. You do get very protective of... Mm particularly when you play with people at a club for months on end and years on end, they become, they become your family. But as, as we said earlier, women's baseball is so small. That was all, that was everywhere. That was, I saw that. And obviously we spoke a lot over the last few weeks, but um, the one thing that really stood out was the support that you got from not just players. And you can tell me about there's some players that they, they were stepping down to. They said they wouldn't play, but the clubs that came out with statements that were supporting you, how, how did that make you feel? Oh, it just that, that's it. It just goes to show we, we, we needed a change and everyone was tired. Um, it's just incredible. The, the amount of support, um, like my phone is still not stopping now. Um, I've got about 200 people to get back to. So I apologize if I've not got back to you yet. Um, but yeah, the players as well. I mean, that, it wasn't just me that was affected. It was it was the players. Um, it was the whole baseball community. Um, it, it, a massive embarrassment for British baseball, especially when WBSC was promoting a women's program, uh, which I was featured on, to how to st- start mm. a, a women's thing. And 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 if I'd known two days after of making that video, what was going to happen I mean it was just yeah the whole it was just embarrassing and I, I stick by those values for what I've said on the, those videos and it just kind of took everything away of what I was trying to to message across to other federations and it's and then this happens um but the, the support with the whole community it's certainly united British baseball and the world I think um yeah incredible absolutely incredible. I'm so proud of them um, that, yeah, 100%, just absolute legends. It's yeah. definitely, look, it, it was hard and it's still hard to, to watch and think of what happened, but seeing that community you've got, like I'm envious mm. of it, it's fantastic. Um, the the president has, has since stepped down. There's been an olive branch from them. It's clear the community wants you back, but everybody knows how important you are. What What's your call now? What are, what are you going to do? Are you going to go back? Um. I'm, I need a, our league's starting uh, a week tomorrow. So that's my main focus right now. Um, and I need some R&R, I think, from all this. So I need uh, some, some time out to focus on my mental health. Um, it's been long overdue. So I'm going to focus on me and then I'll, I'll consider it uh, then. Uh, but I mean, they've left the door there open for me, which is really kind. But I, I think uh, that, that, was, that was heavy. What? what we went through and um 
what, what I'd personally gone through as well. Yeah, uh, I need some time for, for, for me, I think, at the minute. What do you... What do you hope that is that is the biggest takeaway, I guess, for, from everybody in this? Is it uh, just purely that raising of the awareness of what what isn't acceptable anymore in twenty twenty one? And um, the, to me, I, I look at all that that that's a positive. And are you at least happy to look at that and go, yes, we, we've achieved something here? Yeah, hundred percent. Like I, even when I, I did my video for when I was resigning, um, I said good will come from this, and and it, and it and it has already. Um, there's still a lot more work to be done. I mean, I think it's raised awareness of what is acceptable and what's not acceptable. That's my main goal. Um, is is to to basically share that and um, say that this 2021, this should not be happening. Um, but yeah, good good will come from this, a hundred percent, and in, internationally as well, not just for us. Um, yeah, it's definitely opened some eyes and educated. It's just a shame we still got to educate people, but uh, that's what we got to do. <laughs> it is, but I think that, as we've said, that there's always going to be the minority, and I think if that mm. does seep through the cracks, we're going to see the, as we said, the club support. We'll see it. It's it's mm. it seems like it happened. It happened so quickly because everyone was just like, "Ah, no, 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 that is not that is not mm. on," and the whole of the community stepped on it. And, and I think that's what we're going to see. These things are still going to—they're they're always going to be there, but I think they're going to get squashed as soon as they come up. Which um, we just have to—we just get stronger every time. But yeah. you talk about the good that's come of it. Now we're going we're to go into the good that is May twenty-two, the Women's yeah. Baseball UK National League first ever round. So can you for everybody? Um, a, you need to tell me where to get the merch because I'm all over it. But... <laughs> I'm going to work on that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so, I, I, will, I will get I will get some merch sorted. Don't worry. Um, so the league, the set up, the teams. How how does it all work? Um, so basically, there's there's eight teams. Um, we've got a Scotland region uh, and an English region. So there's six in England and two in Scotland. Um, we're having our first game in Cambridge. Um, Cambridge Baseball Club is kindly going to host that. Uh, it's gonna. It's, there's only there's five dates, five Saturdays, and um, each in different locations. So Sheffield, Cambridge, Farnham, um, Bristol, and London, I believe. And obviously the Scotland, you've got Aberdeen and Stirling. Um, so yeah, basically it's going to be round robin format, and um, all the teams will meet apart from Scotland region. Um, so all the teams in England will meet in, in one location and uh, play against each other. And I think it's a good way as well to build that community. And uh, it's a good way to reach out um, and build that stronger bond between the players and, and grow that uh, community and get them to experience women's baseball because so far that's not happened yet. And uh, well, they have with the championship and a uni game hosted by BSUK uh, a few years ago. But this, this isn't... The, the next level now and um yeah it's definitely going to be a game changer so have you got girls that playing with each other have never played with each other all those types of things so yeah it's just basically um yeah, yeah i suppose against each other yeah um i mean they're still we're still forming the teams now um but yeah it'll be a first for many new beginner players as well um there's a different range uh, a level um so yeah it's it's going to be interesting but the the main focus this year is basically get the girls playing uh, get gain as much game time as possible um and then we'll because we have changed the rules slightly to protect the pitcher's arms um that's the must is is to, to you know make sure that they're safe 
Um, and yeah, just just get them playing. And obviously, in years to come, it will get more uh, more developed and uh, more competitive. And what what are those goals over the? Uh, you talked about your five year plan for the league. What what what's your five year plan for this league? Uh, so, so obviously, yeah, I, I, it was going to be a mainly BBF league, uh, but we've kind of taken on the reins uh, since what's happened, um, just because obviously um, there needs to be new board members. Um, so, yeah, uh, basically it needs to be regionalised. We want to create more teams across the country so we can regionalise it because that's the main issue is travel. Um, you know, teams are travelling three to four hours. Uh, I want to try and minimise that as possible. Um but yeah, there's there's definitely there's already three or four teams at the minute developing women's teams, but they're not quite ready yet to enter the league, um, or it's just been too late. Um, but next year it's already it's already growing. So for next year, and what are the facilities? I mean, I've seen some pictures. It seems like you're playing on sort of flat ground. Is it how? What are the facilities like over there? How many true baseball fields are there? I I'd say there's only one true baseball field, and that's Farnham Park. Um, that's that's the the main complex that we have in in the UK, and it, it, it's something that I'm really keen to to push for and to change. And so is the rest of the community, obviously. Um, I, I think it'd be nice to see another complex like that in Scotland. Um, that's something I'm really really keen to get going up there. Um, it, it all takes time. It's, it's money. It's, it's trying to find that 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 funding uh, to get that going. But you know. There's some teams that don't even have a mound. Um, we use construction fences uh, as backstops. So, it, but it's a start. It's better than nothing. Um, it's not the case for all the teams. There's some really nice grounds. Um, Bristol is, is certainly coming along. Um, Hearts is nice and uh, Brighton. Um, but yeah, it, it's, we're getting there. Definitely, we're getting there. All right, look, we've we've got construction fences, we've got yeah. dropping mounds, we've still got look, we've got Australia blows me away sometimes how many baseball fields we have. I mean, I think I've got four within just a kilometre of my house. It's in, wow. it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. We have so many facilities. Like it's great, we've got a lot of sporting facilities across the country, but baseball is always just it's amazing how many we have. Um, but as you've shown, it, as long as you've got a bit of grass um, and you've got the people who are passionate about the sport, you'll you'll make it happen. You, you've mm. got that opportunity. So the opportunity now we have we have the league, and we look ahead. We look at World Cups now. I can imagine that is a goal. Should be a goal. What's that? Uh, you talk about the five year plan for the league. What's the plan? Can you talk to for GB Women's National Team at a World Cup? Personally, I, I think it's going to take some time. Um, I, I I think uh, I, I'm aiming for ten years. I know it sounds like a long, long time, but it's not really because how many World Cups you're going to see in those 10 years, you know. Um, yeah, I'd like to say 10 years. Um, Jose, uh, Carlos, uh, Stephen and Josh are incredible who have appointed for the staff. Um, yeah, they, they, they'll they get the girls there, 100%. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think 10 years um, when we're... At, uh, yeah, I, that that was our goal anyway. That's my goal, and uh, I don't see why not. At the end of the day, I think um, we need to focus on some the the, the teenagers now, um, basically. Um, start start from grassroots and up, and yeah, we can get there. There's no reason why not, you know. So. And how how are you how or how do you think British base, baseball 
gets those teenagers how do you think it's through schools do you think it's just through more of these participation opportunities such as leagues what's the the goal or the strategy there? yeah so um obviously my main focus has just been on women's baseball the last four years um and it's actually the youth baseball next uh, that i'd like to do next year is um just get, gain that interest in and now we've got role models to show the, the younger generation like you know you can play for your country now just inspire them so I want to go around all the schools uh, as much as I can and, and just promote the sport, um, get some kids playing baseball in general. Um, because at the end of the day, I was seven years old um, when I got given my first glove. Um, if I can do that to another seven-year-old, and you never know what, what where that would lead. Um, you know, Unfortunately, I didn't have it given to me uh, on a plate, I suppose. Um, you know, it's, it, yeah. Uh, there was no national team when I was seven. So, but now it's there; they can actually see it and uh, go for it. So that's that's the main goal: is is to try and get the kids involved as much as possible. I just cannot talk highly enough of what you've done and women's base. Look, there's trailblazers <laughs> in this generation. I think I, I think women's baseball's seen quite a few generations. We've had Bloomer Girls, the All American Girls Professional Baseball League, then obviously the we're 20 years now of international baseball and world cups and it's it's like there's just these generation of trailblazers and and now someone like yourself in the uk you you've spoken about taking some time away for yourself uh hopefully you're not away from the sport for too long but but what is next for you um just it's just i need to focus just my mental health that is mainly just uh get myself sorted there uh and uh yeah i'm i'm not i don't think i'll ever go away um yeah, just to say, I, I'm, 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 I can be very irritating. So uh, it's, it's hard to uh, get me away from baseball. I think uh, I'm always going to be there and uh, keeping an eye. It's, it's, even though, like, I'm, I'm away as a general manager, I'm still, I'm still working on it and uh, looking up uh, options and stuff for the guys. And but yeah, uh, I think I, I just need some time out. I think um, I just, just re- regain some energy and uh, focus on myself for a bit. Because I mean, this is probably what six, seven, eight years of you, your last non-stop. I mean, I think, I think four you... years. Four years is it's been yeah, like you say, non-stop. As soon as I saw that post, I haven't stopped. I really haven't stopped. So um, I think yeah, I need to pause, uh, reflect, and um, yeah, just just regain some uh, strength. I think uh, just uh, yeah, mental health is very important, and um, yeah, you sometimes you just got to put yourself first. Mm. And look, you've put women's baseball first for so many years. I think you've definitely earned and deserved every moment. Um, we certainly hope, and women's baseball, we certainly hope that you're not lost for too long because what you've brought to the game over there is amazing. And it only strengthens international women's baseball. And I, and I hope that we see GB at a World Cup. I hope we see more teams at a World Cup. Oh, you will. You will. <laughs> I think, yeah, look, yeah, I think it'd be absolutely amazing. Some of the teams we're seeing now, it's it's seeing France. We've got the Philippines and, and new new teams. Um, whenever the 2020, 2021 World Cup is held, there's all these new teams. And it's, it's just so exciting because, as you said, you were seven, there was nothing. When I was the Australian women's team didn't start till I was 22 mm. and it's it's now like we're seeing girls uh in that Adelaide tournament two weeks ago there's girls playing and they're playing with their idols on the same team yeah and it's like it's amazing th- that's a f- yeah like it's like my idol was Dottie Hinson in a tv in a movie it's just so great <laughs> girls have got 
actual teammates yeah. now that they're their heroes. I just wanted to say thank you for everything you've done for, for women's baseball and clearly the last few weeks have just been, they've taken a toll. Um, so take some time. I just want to thank, uh, obviously, the WBUK board and, and as, a, as well as the guys as well in the baseball community. Um, they know who they are. They've, they've really stepped up and, yeah, they, they, absolutely, the whole community, uh, well done and uh, thank you. And if anyone's out there listening um, that's thinking of starting a women's baseball league or, or running a club or just simply anything to do with the women's baseball, I'm sure if, if they reached out to you, um, Doris, you'd be more 100%. than happy to yeah, of course. Um, yeah, provide your advice. I think we need to help it. We need to throw the ladder down in, in women's sport to, to help um, bring people up because as long as we can keep bringing people up, we're only going to get stronger. So I just want to say thank you for joining women's baseball the inside pitch i think we could talk about women's baseball for the rest of the night or the rest of your morning <laughs> or we will start talk, keep talking about all the different teams and all the, the hats and the t-shirts you're going to be getting me um the list is is growing so i just want to say thank you so much for your time i really appreciate it no no thank you for having me um i'll get some merch sorted uh, for you and uh, i'll send that just yeah let me know where to send it and uh, I'll, I'll get it across Thank you. And, and, uh, just big shout out to all the Aussie girls, uh, Laura, Claire, to everyone, um, Stan as well, legend. Um, but yeah, hello. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in for today's episode of Women's Baseball, The Inside Pitch. Make sure to check the show notes below for links to some of the things we've discussed and mentioned in this episode. We would also love it if you could subscribe to the show and leave us a review. And if you have some time, throw us some love over on social media at Women's Baseball, The Inside Pitch. Catch you next time.